Welcome everyone to another episode of Send Us Flowers. I am your host, Liz. I also go by Busy. I am joined today by <coughs> Natasha. Hi. Of Pussyweed. What's up? I love saying that. I know. I love hearing people say it. Should we just, I want to start the episode just going, Pussyweed. Yeah, I love <laughs> watching like middle-aged men just feel very uncomfortable with having <laughs> to say it out loud. Um, I should go closer to the um we'll just hug it yeah exactly it's our friend i'm always like a soft-spoken <laughs> quiet person in the background um but yeah it's definitely a name that sticks with you i would i would agree it definitely is a name that sticks with you um today we are going to be talking about natasha's cannabis journey what it's like being a woman in cannabis and as we know it is a very male-dominated industry. There were some disappointing statistics that actually recently came out about there being even less women in leadership positions in cannabis. And so, you know, it's definitely something we want to address and give advice to people who are looking to get into the industry and, you know, people who are underrepresented here and, um, you know, just not, not seen as much. Like, that representation is so important. And so, you know, I think it's impactful to see strong women in places of leadership and giving advice to how people can set boundaries or, you know, just operate in this industry in a way that they aren't going to get burnt out or, yeah. or or feel left out. There's literally like too many group chats about women in weed being burnt out. Yeah, it's it's it can be exhausting, but you know there there are ways around it. There are ways to, you know, find supportive people in this industry, supportive groups just like you said having groups of people yeah. is amazing. Um so off of that, I always love to start each episode sending someone flowers, so I would love to find out who you're sending some flowers to today. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a little bit this morning. Um I don't know if you've ever met her, and if you haven't, you totally should. Um, but Roberta from Dr. Norms is an absolute gem of a woman in weed. She goes like kind of low key, under the radar. She's older than us, like a real human being. Um, so she definitely has her own life. But... She's like a real adult. Yeah, she's a real <laughs> adult. Um, but she's very inspiring and she is somebody who when I first moved to California felt very comforting and reassuring and it was nice to know that there was a woman in weed out here that would have my back if anything were to happen. That's so cool. I want to give flowers today to MJ Gibson, uh, Mary Jane Gibson. She is incredible and actually just for a very similar reason, um, I when I first started in cannabis it was I was pretty much the only girl and um, not in the industry, but just where I was working. And I remember being at the High Times office and meeting MJ. She walked in and I don't even know if she full, fully remembers this, but I looked at her and was just in awe. I was like, it's a woman. And it's a woman who's like embracing her femininity. Yeah. Because something that I, I've noticed in this industry, and we can talk about it a little bit later in this podcast, but it's that there isn't always a, a celebration of femininity. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like the few representations of femininity also come with over-sexualization. Right. And 
that is also a boundary that I've set for myself where mm-hmm. because a lot of the time I will be the only woman and younger person in the room, I tend to want to give off a very non-sexual vibe yeah, and like fully close that door to people. Like don't ever think of me as like a dating human or a sexual human. Like I'm just basically dating a human. robot. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> a real human, um, which is sad because then you like cut off a whole part of your identity yeah. and who you are and that's something I've been noticing recently where I'm like wait I actually like to feel pretty and I like to feel hot and like make myself look nice right and I should start embracing that more even if I am trying to be this like boss person who's like fully just private and like cut off oh I totally agree I oh my gosh like I mean, a whole point of this podcast is to embrace and celebrate femininity in cannabis and amongst other things. But, you know, it it just it, it's something that I felt for myself. Like I worked with a lot of guys. Um, I didn't feel that ooh, coffee's here. Just so all our audio listeners know, um, I didn't tell Natasha this, but I actually did the wrong order from Starbucks. I ordered from Starbucks itself in the Starbucks app. So I just wasted also 20 bucks. Someone's going to get a nice free coffee. But (laughs) I had to reorder from Uber Eats. And that's why our coffee is now just arriving. But that's great because I also have waters for us when we ultimately get cotton mouth. Incredible. You know, just trying to trying to be um, a good host here. But okay, great, perfect. Thank you. I mean, everyone knows my or if you do watch this podcast or follow me at any other on any other social media platform, I've definitely talked about coffee about. 19 times a day so all of you know if you didn't i love coffee and we did have to break for that (laughs) yes and you post the most incredible like coffee porn stories of just there's like this style on tiktok that i'm trying to replicate where the light hits the glassware just right you know yeah a few shots in your stories where you'll just see that like glimmer in the coffee oh yeah yes so glad you get it. I'm now. I'm gonna make this content now, just specifically yep. with you in mind. I'm gonna be like, this is for no one else except for Natasha. I drink a lot of coffee and smoke a lot of weed, and <laughs> those are the stuff I love to do. I like, you know. I think if if we had a brand, it would be I I, I drink coffee and smoke weed, and I am <laughs> moderately happy, <laughs> but highly functional. But a highly functional. I really like the. I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. This. Uh, what would it be like a tagline? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been yeah. embracing um, more chaotic energy this year as things come flying your way. Might as well just lean in and embrace it and, you know. Yeah. So tell me, what are these chaotic things? What has been happening with Pussyweed? First off, tell the audience, what is Pussyweed? So Pussyweed at its core is apparel and accessories and media. Um and we are somewhat based in New York. We were founded in New York. Um, and now I recently moved to LA and my co-founder lives in Virginia. Um, so we still have our roots in New York, but we're not physically there currently. Um, but yeah, our whole goal is really to destigmatize women in cannabis and advocate for the end to the war on drugs and really bring in this narrative of 
advocacy within cannabis media and, you know, they go hand in hand. There shouldn't be brands in cannabis media until everybody's out of jail. Um, and the only way to do that is literally everybody acting towards that mission. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I absolutely love that mission. Is there anything that, you know, sparked that originally for you? Like, is there any experience that occurred that you were like, hey, I guess I, I need to go build my own table? So obviously growing up in New York, I had a lot of friends who encountered legal problems due to cannabis. And they say, like, my favorite phrase is that the cannabis is not a gateway drug, but the war on drugs is. Um, and I think that's absolutely true. Like the criminalization of cannabis and what happens at such a young age when you're caught with cannabis can really have some serious detrimental consequences on your future, which is horrendous. Um, and so I definitely had a few friends to whom that happened and that stays with you forever on like yeah. what you're going to do in this space, knowing that like this same plant has also just completely changed the trajectory of people's lives. Yeah. I mean, you have people still sitting in jail while exactly. like we're on a podcast talking about yeah. like the, the spectrum is ridiculous of where people can be with this plant. And I, I mean, I'm from the East coast originally as well. So I, I totally understand that. I mean, moving out to LA, was a life-changing experience for me. I've never, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe, like, I, I, mean, I had seen, like, the Colorado market, DC was starting to go into I-71, but, like, I had never seen options, the options. Yeah, and it's, it's even on, like, there's, like, the product aspect of it, but yeah. even on the, like, experiential, um, like, I used to throw a lot of weed events in New York, and, you know, there's no budget, like, the venues yeah. you can book are, like, deep in Bushwick somewhere yeah. um it's like a warehouse or, yeah like literally like my friend's <laughs> maybe house. a warehouse yeah or a yeah, friend's house like, if you've ever been to the McKibben lofts like great time um but uh like you go to these events here and it's these like multi-million dollar homes right and there's like these mansions food sponsors Hollywood Hills it's nuts yeah um and like that to me has always been kind of like a weed culture shock where I don't know if I'm down with that. Like, it's definitely part of my job to attend yeah. and, like, cover it. And I want to still witness it because it's part of a history that we're building. Yeah. But, like, that's a little much. And it's really... It's a stark contrast. Yeah, it's really just... It's hard to reconcile these two thoughts that on one end of the country, people are in jail. And on the other end, you're, like, on listings that have been on TV shows. Right, like, right. It's nuts. Um, it's crazy. And so being a woman in this industry, you know, that's another hurdle. And so what has that been like for you, especially with a brand called Pussyweed? I mean, you're not, you know, it's not like, hey, I'm, you know, you're a woman in weed. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no hiding that fact at all. Yeah, so I usually, like, don't tell people until, like, a little bit into the conversation. Um, Interesting. Also because in L.A., people love to, like, read you in a second and then write you off, right? They'll be like, hmm, influencer, not influencer. Like, we'll see if I talk to you. <laughs> um, so I'm always just, like, patient. Um, oh, my God. I just almost started crying. That was <laughs> <laughs> you know that meme where they're, like, scanning the I, room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel it a lot. Like, people are 100% just, like, 
trying to seek out who they can use to ladder climb. Um, and so I love just being like, yeah, I'm exactly this woman feminist in the room right now. Yep. Yeah, that's who I am. That's so impactful, though, because I do find that holding true to yourself and the things that you value most is so important. Because if you, you know, especially in a place like L.A. and in, a can in an industry like this in L.A., I mean, you can really easily lose yourself. And that's something we were, you know, discussing right before we started recording um, is that identity factor and, you know, not having that femininity. And it's it's not it goes beyond, you know, because like some people identify differently, like femininity doesn't always have to mean that you're a woman. It's just the, the celebration of femininity. It's yeah. It's not always there and present in cannabis. If anything, it's like almost the opposite. It's like we don't want that unless you're half naked, which like if if also like, you know, if that's your thing, like that's awesome. I it's just not for me personally. It's not something I'm I'm personally comfortable with. But I also would love to celebrate the people who do do that and are comfortable with that in a way that isn't sexualized. Yeah. And I feel like whenever you comment on like the over-sexualization and commodification of women in cannabis media, people will get really like, oh, but isn't it her choice? And like, shouldn't we be celebrating that? And that's 100% true. It, it just is. like cannot be the only representation of exactly. women. Like, exactly. I cannot see another huge million follower page just posting women in bikinis. Like we are too far from, I hate to say it, but like the high times of 2016, like, but we're not. But we're not. And like, almost an at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm I, not going to lie. Like, had a meltdown in, like, August of this year. And I moved, like, I didn't move, but I, like, went back to New York to my parents' house for a few weeks. And yeah. I was, like, crying to my mom. And I was, like, I hate being a woman in weed in L.A. Like, it sucks. Like, I'm always, like, the only woman there. Like, no one's ever listening to me. Unless I'm with, like, a guy, people won't introduce themselves to me. Like, I've had people literally shake everyone's hand and then just give me the cute, like, hey. The dead fish, and I'm like, like oh, whatever well, the fuck. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, actually, like, they're my guests here, so what's up? Yeah. But I am also non-confrontational, so that's not how I react, and I just take note, and I'm like, fine. I don't need to make you feel bad for the mistake you just did, but you may have just lost out on a great ally. Yeah. No, and, and I think that that's something, too, is it's those little, little things. I'll never forget when I had a, a very similar experience in the industry. We were being introduced. There was this guy. I think he was like a salesman or something. And um, they introduced, you know, the, the market. Like, they were like, this is our marketing person. And then as soon as they said that, they reached out their hand to the other, like, guy in the room. And I was like, actually, I'm the head of marketing. And he like looked, he looked first off, it wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm sorry. He was shocked. Like, what, like, what yeah. do you think A, I was doing here? What, like a groupie? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't really fully understand that. And so I think that when you come into this industry, you know, it, it's also the realization of not everyone has the same intent. And I really thought coming into it, I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm here for my for for making it so that 
cannabis is more accessible to women and to people who suffer from endometriosis or other chronic pain and need relief that is accessible and affordable because it, it wasn't on the East Coast at that time. It still isn't in a lot of places. And I was like, I have to work in this industry. I have to push this forward and like find a way to help me make this legal or at least like decriminalized or, or something like something yeah. to normalize it, to destigmatize. And, you know, that that's not everyone's intent. Like I came into this thinking we all had the same goal and yeah. we don't. <laughs> it's a it's a stark reality check when that happens. Um and it is really easy to lose yourself too. I have worked many uh, jobs in this space um, and some where I've like fully lost myself and worked on campaigns for brands that really didn't align with my values. And, you know, I was just like, maybe this is gonna be like a really cool opportunity because the cool opportunities don't actually pay money. You get caught up in the hype. I've gotten caught up in the hype. I was getting caught up in the hype because, so we're in LA and it's Super Bowl weekend, not to date this oh episode, but I, f I was literally just on the phone with a friend earlier because she was like, oh, I got these tickets. I know you were looking for things. Earlier this week, I was like, I have to be at Super Bowl parties. Yeah. I don't even watch football. I don't even know the other team that's playing. Like, yeah. Why do I need to be at a party? There's no point. Like, there, maybe yeah. to say hi to people, but I, like, had to, like, you know, get with myself and be like, Liz, Elizabeth. Like, I had to go full name. Full name, full name. Full name. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why the Super Bowl became this, like, really big, like, weed event. Um, but there's definitely massive the hype around it. Massive. And so, like... You know, now everyone's like, oh, what party are we going to go to? What event are we going to go to? And so, you know, in L.A., like it is I've, I've seen so many people fall trapped to the typical like L.A. story, too. And, and you know, it's it's really real like that. That stereotype is totally there for a reason. And so I think that something, at least for me, for, you know, women coming in, I think knowing your goal and your mission here is key and critical. And even if you're open to like, you know, you, you're on your, you're just starting your journey. You're trying to figure out, you know, what is my mission? What is my goal? Like just whatever, whoever you are, figure that out and stay true to yourself and then come in or, you know, have those boundaries that you're setting, that you're finding that out because like it can really take you for a ride. There's so many um, hurdles in this industry already. Like, I mean, <laughs> doing like compliance, where you can have shops. It's, yeah, it's like the day-to-day -day is already so hard. So it's so annoying that there's this added la layer of like making everything just, in oh my God, I'm going to just notice I know. the camera. <laughs> Guys, we're having like a party here today. No, we can note it. This um, is the best day. We have not one, but two interviews. And Roger just showed up, the ganja guru. Um, I need to tell you the story about how I met him because it's, it's absolutely adorable. And it goes to my point that I was going to bring up that is like, even if you don't fully know who you are or like what you want to do, your community is really gonna go so far for you. Like, I am definitely not somebody who likes asking for help or like expressing that I'm not in a good place, but I have really close people around me who have now known me for years who like know my patterns. Yeah. And who will just like hold me accountable. 
um and so like that's really great your team your friends that core like when I was having this meltdown in August like my mom and sister and my friends from New York were kind of like bro like you good like you're not doing anything that you want to do you're like never laughing you're always like in this like aggressive vibe like I know you when you're like this this is not like happy Natasha and so like that's always good to have people to like reflect onto you yeah because it could be so lonely yeah, it can, it can be really long. I was actually really excited for this interview today because I'm always so happy to be like with other other women and di- just different people in this space and connecting and learning more about them, why they're here, what they're, you know, working on, what they're going to be doing next and I think that it really shows such an amazing representation to other people who are interested in it too because this is like our moment in history like you think about it all the people who are kind of recording cannabis history right now and where that goes I'm like I know the I know the thing they say about like who writes history and like that whole quote I'm like you know what I want my voice and the voices of others to also be represented in this in a space that in a perspective that might be a little bit different and it's in you know to go back to what we were saying earlier it's not something that is like you know we want this instead it's just like hey you know we see this other stuff going around it's going on it's not really like our vibe we like great but you know also let us have this seat at the table or like support us when we go build our own because even that allyship like there's so many friends that do things that I wouldn't personally do but it's that support that foundational love and support that is so important there because that's the key it's really is yeah honestly the support from the community that you build in this space is incomparable mm-hmm. okay so the story about how i met Roger yeah 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 sorry nuts. we totally took the away from so that. tammy aka the cannabis cutie who you met um and no um was doing a panel and she was gonna meet me at a party after and then she decided not to come to the party but she was with roger who she had just met yeah and he was going to the party but he was nervous and he was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna go if you don't go and Tammy said, no, you should go. My friend Natasha's there. There's no service. Like, her phone's dead. But look for the blonde girl who's hysterically taking photos next to a blonde tall guy, which is Robert, who he just met. Um, and he had, like, bleach blonde hair at the time. Yeah. And so Roger arrives, and I just hear somebody ask this other girl, like, are you Natasha? And she's like, no. And then I turn oh. around, and I'm like, but I am. What's up? And he's like, Tammy sent me to find you. And then I freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, what? Like, what? Tammy sent you to meet yeah. me? Like, we gotta be friends. It sounds like a weird dream. It was incredible. <laughs> we both ended up taking a pro tab and then, like, smoking a ton of joints. And nice. having such a great time. And it was such a thing that, in real life, I don't know if we would be taking those kinds of chances socially. But in this small community, trust goes such a long way that Tammy probably made him feel comfortable when they met and so yeah. like, you're trusting that the next person will be cool too yeah and now we're all like inseparable like I love that I can't imagine life in LA before I met him 
but now I think to myself, imagine he hadn't come to the party. Yeah, I, lo I love how things align like that. And then, you know, that is not to like sound like we're, you know, shitting too much on like the LA scene here. There is something so magical about LA. Like yeah. it's what brought me here in the first place. And to like go on a lighter note, like there's so many um, kismet moments like that that happen out here. And I really feel like it's, I don't know if I'm sure like some of my friends from home would be like, she's become just like this crazy LA hippie. <laughs> but, um, but it is about like that energy. And like when you put that out there, you really do attract it back. Yeah. And I think that that's so, there's something about this place that really does foster that unlike anywhere else I've ever been. People dream here and they kind of act upon it, which yeah. is really fun. Yes. They act, oh my God, oh my God, yes. Versus, like, in New York, like, people always just talk so much shit, right? Mm -hmm. like, nobody's really acting up the same way, but yeah. I've definitely had some completely just unforgettable memories here, as much as I love shitting on this place. <laughs> Um, it's such a love-hate relationship. It's such a love-hate relationship. And I feel like LA sometimes loves me and sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Um, but... And so, you know, talking about LA and, like, all of what you went through and, you know, I definitely respect if you, if you don't want to share why you kind of hit that low point. Beyond community and your family, what kind of brought you back to life? Because, like, you know, when I saw you at least like at Hall of Flowers or wherever, like, yeah. you know, you have so much light and, and I just, I would have never known. And, you know, social media is that way too. Like, oh, but you're pretty transparent actually, I would yeah. say, but like, um, you know, what brought you out of that? So much weed. So much weed. But also, um, so yeah, basically I was just working a job that wasn't making me very happy and I wasn't able to set any boundaries for myself in that space. Yeah. And so I was just like fully just not in control of my life. Um, and so I think just taking a little bit of time for myself, doing the stuff that I really loved, um, and then just getting back into pussyweed. Like, that's what's the magical part about like working a weed job, but then also having your weed brand. Is yeah. That, like, all the stuff that I don't give to my clients or that is kind of a little bit more out there, I get to use it for my own brand. It's your world. Yeah, I get to be like a little more saucy on the memes, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally relate. I think that something especially that I realized about myself coming out of like the whole, the, the early 2020s. <laughs> oh my God. What a time. What a time. Um, so I found that for me, why I have all these kind of side things is because of that. And like when I have like a hobby or art or, you know, content or something that I'm working on, it's not just always for it to make money, which I know, gasp, capitalism, yeah. capitalism. And, you know, it's so ingrained in us to monetize all these things. But I promise you, if you don't have a hobby, go get one. It's changed my life to have hobbies. And then because I am a born entrepreneur, I kind of believe. Um, you can mix and match. It's like then everything I'm doing becomes automatically monetized because I get excited about it. Yes. Like I started cross-stitching because it was early 2020. Right. And, you know, shit was crazy. Um, and then I started like selling them on Instagram. And then now I am doing like vinyl decals because yeah. I've always dreamed of it. And now I'm like, maybe I should start an Etsy. Yeah. 
do um, it. I know, I think I might. Do but... it. We'll follow up. We'll do a follow up one and like yeah. do, we'll have an art show. Oh my god, a vinyl art show. Can we please? That would be sick. You heard it here first. Here it's first. it's happening. Slash, if you need any decals for your car or yes. your office, I definitely understand why there's like a whole like cr- cricket aisle. Yeah, it's crafting's a thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, I got like I actually, I sold some paintings and started like a whole like art shop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Wait, you weren't painting prior to all of this? So I would just not nearly as much as what yeah. I did. Like I would work for months on one thing that was like probably super shitty to be honest. And you had no other distractions. But I had nothing like yeah. all of and I'm sure you relate to this too, but a lot of my life was all meetings, events, networking, yeah. conferences, you know, partnerships, photo shoots, all of that shit just ended overnight. Like we had so many things going on. I'll never forget being at Champs when like all I, honestly, I don't even want to mentally go back there, but like it was it was crazy. And so like there was a lot of time to like hone in on those hobbies and I learned so much about myself. Yeah. From those things too, as I'm sure you did. Like, what what would you say your biggest takeaway is? Not to put you on the spot for that. <laughs> no, my biggest takeaway is that I like I actually love hanging out with myself. You know, like that's I am so my best beautiful. friend. Yeah. Ah, that's amazing. Yes, and, and that's weed too. Like that I just, is. Oh, I remember being a teenager, and there was like such a stigma about like smoking weed alone. It like meant you were like a right. hardcore drug user. Um, and now I'm like, wait, there's nothing I love more than smoking a joint alone on a Saturday morning. Yes. And then not talking to anybody all day <laughs> is my favorite thing. I hate. Hit him up Sunday morning. Hey. Exactly. Like, I don't answer any of my messages. I just, I go like full silent retreat. Like that's self care. Yeah. Like our jobs are so social. Yeah. And- Sometimes you have to take, it's that whole extroverted introvert or introverted extra. I don't know what the, yeah. like how it goes, but you know, you give so much to other people and you like, but you don't get, it's something about how you get your energy. Like you give your energy, but you don't get other people's energy. Yeah. And so you have to kind of like retreat and like get your energy back and kind of like just die for a day. Exactly. Get some Chipotle, be in bed with Parks yeah. and Rec. Cause I've never been there, but I've never been here before. <laughs> I don't know anything what you're talking about, but then what is social dream. Yeah. And then, and then I'm back at it. Like, Hey guys, you want to go to like six different things today? <laughs> I know great. it really goes zero to a hundred. That's a, you really just need the Saturday silence mm-hmm. and then you're ready to go. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I love that we've gone through this beautiful journey that you've had recently and so what what is next for you what's next for pussyweed i know you've been doing decals you've been sending out really sick cards i i um got my christmas card in the mail (laughs) and opened it so late we also sent it so late um we were running on stoner hour but you will be getting a new card soon i want to start doing that more i think it's really special and i love that it's like a lot of people in weed have complicated families and community situation. And so, you know, you're not getting the typical like wedding invitations and family photo updates and whatnots. Like, I don't think anybody from my college has invited me to a wedding. Um, 
No. If I have a wedding, well, if I do have a wedding, I'd go to like the courthouse and be done. But I'll send you a card. Or inv- I'll have exactly. a party like, and invite why you. you want to just like send some sort of yeah. update, whatever. So I think it's like a fun way of being like, Pussyweed is your family for all awkward holidays. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're right. like, hey, we're here for you. Didn't you wish you could not have awkward family situations? Well, let us just like send you yeah. more awkwardness. Well, and I think that's beautiful because I think that so many people have gotten so sucked into what community has to be or what community should be, but really just those little acts, like it made me so happy to open that up and like, no, and like the fact that you asked for my address to send me a card, I was, I like, I don't even know how I, I felt like a human again. Right? Like there was, personal. yeah, there was a, I just was so floored and I was really honored and I was really um, humbled by, I don't know, I have so many things that I felt that like, and it's, it's like what someone would think is like, you know, it, it's not a small gesture at all. It's so huge and yeah. it goes such a long way and it's so personal. And I, I love that you did that. Yeah, it's one of our favorite traditions. Um, and I learned it from like one of my first jobs that I had. And we used to do this like holiday card. And it's just, yeah, it's always like a nice way of saying that you're thinking of someone yeah. without feeling like you have to sell them on something. Yeah, no, it was it was beautiful. And I, I loved it. And I'm looking forward yeah, so to my next card. I can't wait. Wants cards, you can just DM. We'll add you to our mailing list. Yes, do um, it, do it. I love that. Yeah, so that's the big initiative now. Okay. Sending out the new one, potentially doing one for 420. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's kind of a low-key holiday in the weed space. Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Um, But yeah, um, it's truly, I really want to get into the flower-touching space for pussyweed. Yeah. um, But... That's kind of like on the five-year plan situation. No. Okay. Um, I mean, hey, look, we just talked about dreams being put into action here. And if this is, if you have that dream, you have, I mean, literally in this room have probably been all the people who could help you put something like that together i'm manifesting it because la is definitely a dream yeah um and pussyweed weed would be pretty fun i think so oh my god and the like the you know the product would be fire and you know that the branding would be fire and you know all the people involved would be fire i'm uh look we're setting it in stone right now in five years yeah because this is this is like kind of selfishly for me too. Send us flowers. We'll do a follow up interview. This is now holding me accountable. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna be In here five for five years. for five years. You're stuck with me. Everyone's like, God, five years of this girl. <laughs> like, no, maybe, but um, you know, five years from now. Wow, I can't. Yeah, we should. We're gonna do a, a recap podcast, and you're gonna have your own flower line. I'll have it on my private jet, which yes. will be branded in like yellow and have a big bouquet on it of I weed. Can details for plants. Oh my god! See, we're already yeah. yeah. But I kind of love this idea, and it's making me think about the fact that maybe we should do a little time capsule. 
with like a few people and then we can I just got the chills yeah put all of it that you're like manifesting for this year I did a party recently I have Um, goosebumps (laughs) I have like I have I'm feeling my arm I love specializing in that in the vibes um and nostalgia but yeah we did a party recently and we did like in my room you had to write on the wall like what you were um, leaving behind this yeah. year and then in my roommate's room you had to write on the wall what you were most proud of yourself of this year that wasn't really English but yeah you got the point <laughs> okay well what did you what were your two things um I put that I'm leaving behind my driving anxiety I need to become a more confident driver and like be comfortable because I this bitch needs to get places um and then what I was most proud of I don't know I forgot like, you can make it up. They won't know. Yeah, I'm like, think. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty proud of like my situation right now. Yeah, I'm proud of that. I, I mean, we just went through like a whole journey. Yeah. Like this was amazing. I just like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy you came on today. Thank you for having and me. And that you were so open about sharing all of these different things. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. And so like, I think something for you to be proud of is just making it through last year and like coming out on the other end and then not only you know pulling yourself up but pulling other people up too like to be able to send out that like you probably how many cards do you send out um it has to be a lot yeah for the holiday card we did 250 but we split it up so we didn't I didn't send I mean still though like it was a significant amount that's a huge thing for other people and to put time toward yeah and so I I think that that's really really cool and so to start wrapping this all up um what would you say are your three biggest pieces of advice to a woman coming into the cannabis industry right now I this is so it also doesn't have to be three okay it can be like yeah (laughs) I have I lost my watch um, I have one for sure, which is to do your research. And everybody always says this to like every panel that I've been to or whatever, but it's true. And in this day and age, you can find out pretty much everything about a company online. And like advice number two goes with advice number one, like don't be fooled. Um, it seems like a really cool space because it's weed and weed makes you feel good and you know, it's we're selling happiness, right? But the amount of bad people I have met and who have just like, you know, just they fuck you up. And yeah. that sucks. And I've been in situations where I've had male out al- who I thought were allies not show up for me. And that sucks too. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's like, don't be blindsided and like always be prepared and like be ready. Like, this is no no small feat. Yeah. But also, like, do it wholeheartedly. Like, I don't want to, like, scare women from being in the space. Because no, it definitely is, not. The people I have met and the experiences I've had are absolutely incredible. incredible. And I couldn't imagine going back to a life before I met all of this and did all of this. But I also wish at times I hadn't been so naive. Yeah. Um, And that I had protected myself a little more. I totally, I agree. Copy paste. Right. All like, of that. Yeah. No. Uh, but like I'm here, you know, I feel like it's, it's nice. You're here. And there's like so many women that you can like the minute, ugh, the con- there's nothing that you like 
that is comparable to like that feeling when you like meet a woman in weed and you have like great synergy with them yeah and you're just like damn i have a feeling we're about to like do some dope shit yeah yeah exactly no i i totally understand that and wholeheartedly agree okay before we leave I really quickly need the three things or a few things or one thing that's in your bag that everyone needs to smoke or use to smoke with. And then I will let you go. Okay, the best cannabis accessory that is not like a pussyweed accessory. um, Which is obviously first. um, Isaac from Z's Life or Z's Papers. Um, he yeah. does these little bats. Yeah. And they're so incredible. Yes. Um, my boss like took mine at the first Hall of Flower and then I had two. I had a backup one. And then yeah. he gave to Josh from Raw the other one. And I was like, ugh, I can't like take it back. Yeah. Like those guys are really famous. Yeah. Um, but they are the best tools for tamping your joints. Okay. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll put a I'll put a picture or a link in so that people can see yeah. it because like it's the it's seriously one of the coolest things. I need people to just like donate to my cash app to buy unlimited like bats because everybody keeps stealing them. Okay, everyone stop stealing her bats <laughs> or you owe her. Yeah, this is the rule me. now. Jo- Josh from Raw, you you owe <laughs> Natasha like what like fifty, sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just kidding but I'm no, not we're all good. <laughs> we're, it yeah, it's like, but it's fine <laughs> all right everyone that is a wrap thank you so much for this amazing conversation today I hope you all get something out of this and thank you for coming on to send us flowers I'm sending you so many flowers thank this you. was so much fun thank you all and I will see you next episode thank you for having me